Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today we're talking about finding your why. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 96 of the Eat Right Nutrition podcast. Today, we are talking about finding your why. What does it mean? What is it? Nicole, I can't find the reason why we're starting this (laughs) podcast episode. (laughs) So real talk, Nicole and I had some pretty deep conversations in the last week with just life stuff and all the things going on and all the obstacles and all the barriers. And I kind of in the midst of those conversations had many epiphanies as I do when I get stressed out and, you know, thinking about life and school and business and all the things going on and really thinking about having to really dig deep down into why you do things and why you really kind of exist here in life and what really drives you forward and what's going to make you achieve the things that you need to achieve or the things that you want to achieve, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so that brought on a conversation around finding your why. And, you know, Nicole brought up like, well, Daron, it's because of your why. So I, I really wanted to have a conversation about that and the importance of finding your why. And this is something that we talk about in coaching, whether it be during the first session where we draw it out of you on that initial consultation that we do with you, or you're somebody that just wants to stay on the surface and play it safe for a while. And then as you get more comfortable throughout your coaching process, that why ends up finding itself or you find your way to that why. And then you have this realization of, well, I have to do this. I can't not do it because you once you find your why, there's no going back. Yeah. And if you do go back on that why, I really think that there's going to be some, you know, deep. I, I don't know what, what the word I'm looking for, Nicole, like remorse or or, you know, you're not really going to feel great. I think it's not- more questioning. Like when you start to dig deeper, you start to ask more questions, whether those questions can bring up different levels of uh, discomfort or challenges or even pain can sometimes happen. But a lot of that is you start to ask more questions. Well, well, why do I think this and why do I feel this way? And why is this a challenge and why am I struggling? So it's not just the reason why you do things but it's the why behind the reason why, which I know sounds kind of silly, but you know, all the conversations that you and I had this week when chaos starts to come into life and things get a little kind of shook, you really do have to come back to the basics of, of, you know, what you're here to do. And sometimes when things get stressful, it's very easy to lose sight of the reason why you're doing it. So I think that's, that's where more questioning starts to come in. So from a coaching standpoint, when, you know, for our, our listeners, when you start to feel things become challenging, scale isn't moving, you're not getting your workouts in, it's harder to grocery shop, you're starting to pull away from some of the fundamentals of the basic things that we're setting up for goals, and that becomes challenging, the, we start asking more questions as to why it feels so hard, and why was this week a challenge, and why did you struggle? And a lot of the times, <laughs> 
as Jerome has questioned me times when I come to him, I get frustrated when he asks me more questions. So I can understand when you as our listeners may get frustrated when we ask more questions or my clients feel frustrated because we want immediate answers. We want to just know why and just keep moving so that the process continues to go fast. But sometimes delaying and staying where you are and asking those deeper questions helps the long-term goal and the long-term process of those goals become a little bit easier to handle. So you can kind of nip that quick and figure out what the, what the challenge really is. Yeah. And listen, here's the thing. I'm not saying that once you find your why it's going to inherently be easy. Oh no, it actually gets harder. It's, it's, you know, now you're going to have to deal with that. Why? So I want to kind of give an example and I'll just kind of give this example of my life's journey to where I am now. And the I'll give that kind of brief thing because I don't want to make this episode about talking about, you know, myself and my why. But Nicole, I, I think it's a good idea and it's, it's useful for us to give kind of examples of some of the why's behind what we why, why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up, I was a skinny little kid and, and I, you know, often got picked on and I didn't I wasn't really the you know, I wasn't the biggest, strongest, toughest kid. Uh, I didn't have much self-confidence. I was told I was ugly. I was shri- I was a shrimp, like all, all of these things, you know, the typical like mm-hmm. kid goes to kid goes to high school. Kids get kid gets picked on. And then kid gets hum- jacked and humongous, starts lifting weights. Um, then kid never gets picked on again. Right. That's a <laughs> that's, now that's not an uncommon story, but that's it's, the surface. Why it's is it the surface? Why? I don't think it is the surface. The surface. Why? So. Well, essentially, the why for me that led into bodybuilding was, well, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person. Right. I don't want to be the person who is not who lacks confidence. And I I essentially I I used to listen to other people when people used to tell me things that used to get to me and I used to believe those things. But then I realized that I'm in control and I'm in the driver's seat. Right. So anytime I think about I think back at that Daron and and I use the kind of analogy of big Cito and little Cito, because there's that little uh, little Cito is the inner child. And Mm -hmm. and I always kind of reference that. And big Cito's got to be in the driver's seat. Big Cito's in charge of the transition of becoming the big Cito that he wants to become. Right. So that is where I, I kind of view it. And I say, I don't ever want to have unfulfilled potential. Right. And that's one of my greatest fears. So that's your deeper why is that you don't ever want to leave anything unfulfilled on the table. The I don't want why. So, yeah. You well, so me. here's the thing. It's the Nicole and you and I talk, we talk about this where I kind of coined this term. Don't mm-hmm. die with your goals, because yeah. if I'm lying in my deathbed and I, I don't know if everybody relates to this, because sometimes I when I when I talk about this with people, they kind of look at me sideways. And they're like, what the fuck? What did you just say? But seriously, (laughs) when you're lying in your deathbed and you look back on your life, are you going to have regret for the things that you didn't do? And I don't want to be in that place because I already have deep regret for not fulfilling certain things in the past. So now what I promised myself, the agreement that I made with myself is moving forward. Whatever I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And it doesn't matter the timeline, right? Like people often tell me, Darone, you're in grad school now. You're fucking crazy going back, you know, 10 years, eight to oh, was it, eight years, eight years after doing undergrad. And it's well, because I haven't fulfilled that yet. And I'm in a position now mentally where I'm like, OK, I, if I die and I don't do that, 
I'm going to be very disappointed in myself. So I don't want to disappoint myself. And that is what drives me forward. And that drives everything that I do. So I want to talk about it from the sense of the woven kind of the intertwined web that's woven together of essentially all of the things that you do and all of the decisions that stem from that one why. The way I look at it is not my fitness used to be I want to build self-confidence. I want to be a bodybuilder. Why did I want to be a bodybuilder? Because I wanted to achieve something greater. Everybody told me that I couldn't. And for the first time in my life, bodybuilding was the one thing that regardless of what anybody told me, I was still going to do it. And it didn't matter. That was the first time that I experienced that. And because I experienced that, I realized that there are many other things that I can do that I can fulfill mentally, emotionally, emotionally. Edge from an education standpoint, from, you know, I can go wherever, whatever direction I want. So you had an experience of fulfilling something that people told you you couldn't do. And that perpetuates a deeper drive for your whys overall in terms of life, right? I think a lot of the times with anyone that is on a fitness journey, if they have never experienced that for the first time, that's something that is a big driver in fulfilling the initial steps to creating lifestyle change. You have to because realize of, you have to realize your potential. Yeah, because a lot of people don't believe that they can do it and they believe that other people that are telling them, oh, you can't lose that 10 pounds or you're not going to do it that way or that's not going to be possible. And even spouses say that to each other. When we talk about from a support system standpoint, you're not going to lose the weight. Just cut it out. Like, what difference does it make what you eat? Just have that one beer, that outside influence that you're talking about that you ignored when people said, oh, you maybe you can't be a bodybuilder. You can't do that. You ignored that and pushed forward and realized that you could do what they said you couldn't do. And I think for a lot of people like entering a fitness journey, ignoring the outside voices or what people tell you. And just, you know, putting your blinders on and getting into the nitty gritty and giving it a shot till you experience some of those little early on wins, then you start to perpetuate more questions and more, you know, I can do this. Well, if I can, if I can get to the gym four days a week, then I can eat my protein daily. And then you start to see your body change and you start to see the weight come down. Here's the thing that perpetuates. Here's the thing that I'll say about that. And this goes into the circle of people that you keep around you. And the the most important thing, one of the most important things that I found and, uh, you know, it's interesting because I called I called a uh, close friend of mine the other day and I said, I'm like, you know what, man, I don't fuck with anybody and I love it. I have a handful of people that I fuck with and everybody else is just a character in in the the game of life that just exists. Right. Everybody else around me just Mm -hmm. exists. I stay in my lane. I have my support structure. Those are the people that believe in me. Those are the people that lift me up. And I think that part of the issue with finding your why and part of the issue with fulfilling the commitments to yourself and and doing the things that we need to do are that people are too concerned with what everybody else, everybody else, but not even that. Well, people that don't even matter, that don't understand them, that don't see their perspective through their eyes, they don't, they'll never understand it. And it's like talking to a wall. You're trying to explain your life's goals and hopes and dreams to somebody that is irrelevant. A doesn't matter. And B will never understand that 
because they're not on the wavelength that you are. And I think it's important in terms of talking about this from a standpoint of your social circle and who you're keeping around you, because I can count on one hand the number of people that are on the same wavelength as me. You ever, Nicole, you ever like just you have a conversation with somebody over and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have a conversation with the same person and there's nothing wrong with this person. The person isn't inherently a bad person, but they make you feel a certain way. They don't make you feel good. Right. You ever have that, Nicole, where you're like, just. Yes. But I think that it's not the person that's not making me feel good. It's me allowing what they. Th- no, what it's not I even that. I'm think. not even talking. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the vibe that you get from, oh, from an energy. I, so from you an say energy, vibe, I say energy. An, yeah, from an energy. Hell yes. Stuff, right. Of course. And you, you just know deep down inside there is something about this person that doesn't make me feel great. I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. There's nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with them. I have nothing against that person, but they don't make me feel great. And that's yeah, the, the alignment type- isn't there. And those are the type of people that you need to say, okay, for some reason, and I'm going to get a little woo woo here, but for some reason in the universe, <laughs> that person's not meant for me. And and you, ha- you have to just, okay, I'm going to block that out. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to move forward. Yeah. And yeah, I, absolutely. And I think oftentimes people, they tend to hang around those people with the energy that doesn't match theirs. They tend to hang around to try and change the person's view, mind, energy, vibe, whatever you want to call it. Instead of just kindly and politely making nice and and you you can still be polite and kind to people, but just not being letting them in your inner circle instead of just kind of taking a step back and just quietly and introvertedly saying, you know, this is not my vibe, but I'm just going to keep this person at a light distance or at a far distance or whatever distance you need and just do my thing. And I'm not going to have the deeper conversations with why I go to the gym so much or why any of my why's. They're, they stay there and stand in front of the person and try and change the person's mind. And then you end up getting stuck in the middle of the road instead of continuing to walk on your journey because you're standing there trying to convince someone else as to why you want to do this or whatever the conversation becomes. And so it's irrelevant. Me, it doesn't matter. That person yeah, doesn't need who to cares know what why, they think as long as you know why you're doing what you do. So yes. I want to now we kind of, you know, Got off track a little bit with that, but I do think that that's an important component because we do have on the list here that we do want to talk about the social part and and the people that you keep around you. But, you know, fast forward into the why that I was talking about before. So my why became from being a bodybuilder to like I the way the reason why I worked out. Right. It kind of shifts and molds. Right. Hey, I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to compete. I did it several times. Now you fast forward. I'm like, okay. Now my why is I want to help people to realize their full potential like I realize mine. Yeah. And I want to help them through the coaching practice that we Mm -hmm. do. Right. And I say this all the time. We don't just change your nutrition at Eat Right Nutrition. We strive to change your life Mm -hmm. because it's all interconnected. Right. So now I look at let's look at the interconnectedness of my personal why is, well, why do I work out? And why do I do my cardiovascular activity that I didn't do back then? And why do I eat the certain foods that I eat and and eat the way I eat and live the way that I live? Because that helps me function better. That helps my brain to function better. That helps Mm -hmm. my energy levels to be nice and stable throughout the day. And then I can continue to progress myself 
because my body's functioning optimally. Right. Yeah. So for me, it has become, okay, well, I want to be a competitive bodybuilder and shifted to, well, I need my brain to work optimally. So what do I need to do on a day-to-day basis to ensure that? Right. Yeah. I supplement with magnesium, which is great for my brain. I go for uh, bike rides and I do a ton of cardiovascular activity that I wouldn't have done before. And that kind of, it all funnels into, you probably have, and, and, and I'll say this, you have different whys in different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. However, all of those whys converge into one big why. The deeper why. And that's the purpose, right? That's like right. the Maslow's hierarchy of needs that where we talk about and on the top of that pyramid is finding your purpose. That's mm-hmm. the ultimate goal for you in life is to try to find your purpose, what you're here to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So you kind of figure out, okay, well, what is it that I do? How do I do it? And why do I do it? And I think oftentimes people know what it is that they do. They know how they do it. They know how they function and operate on a day to day basis and how they're living their life. But they don't necessarily understand why. And when you can understand that, why in all aspects, in your fitness, in your life, in your your social network, in all of the aspects of your life, when you can understand the deep why, then that's where the magic happens. Yes. It also creates the longevity of and the commitment to your why and doing all of those little things like going to the gym, getting your groceries, studying for a test, going back to school, whatever it is, those all come together and it makes it easier for you to commit to achieving the goal. And I think part of the reason why this is such a big piece to our coaching process is you know, a lot of people just come in and say, tell me what to eat. How much should I exercise? What should I do? And I'll just put it on autopilot and just plug that into my life without really having any connection or reason behind it or why behind it. And that is what I call surface wise. It only lasts so long that wears out after 12 weeks, you do a program, you, you, you follow a quote unquote meal plan of what to eat. And you can probably do it for the 12, maybe even a little longer. But over time, that wears out because your deeper why isn't connected to all of these behaviors, all of the structure to the the way you eat, why you eat, like you said, Jerome, brain function, feeling healthy. If, If there's no real deep reason behind it, it's surface. You do it for a little bit and then it wears off and then you look for the next shiny new penny and jump on to that program and jump from program to program. And the why may be, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's the surface piece. But what are you really committing to from a lifestyle standpoint? And why is that something that you now want to implement into your lifestyle, committed lifestyle from now on? And so the difference between starting and committing and then living is the the, the deeper reasons why you're doing it. Well, yeah, because Nicole, we talked about the let's go into the chaos part, right? When things don't go your way or wrenches get thrown in, you can tell that it's a weak why, or I don't know if I want to call it a weak why we can call it a surface. Why you can tell if it's surface level, if when everything falls apart, it just gets thrown out the window and you're like, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I was, it wasn't meant for me. I wasn't meant to do this. I'm just not that person. And I'm just going to resort back to my old habits. Yeah. But if you have that deeper, why, that you're emotionally connected to, viscerally connected to, there is no way that you're not going to continue because you understand that why. I understand I don't want to fail myself and I won't have a fulfilled life if I don't do X, Y, and Z. Now, 
obviously what I'm talking about is is a higher a bigger magnitude than just talking about fitness, but it all ties together by any means necessary. I will get to this goal because of the deep why that I have. And every time something is in my way or I have an obstacle, I resort to that and I say, well, what's the alternative? Right. The alternative is living an unfulfilled life, not being where I want to be, not being happy, feeling like the person that I felt when I was a child, when I got, you know, when I got picked on or or somebody, you know, I've had conversations with clients where, you know, so and so my uncle or my grandfather or whoever just used to call me fat and push my buttons as I was growing up. Right. That to somebody is a deeper why. Right. So you have to be able to connect to that because I don't want to be that person. I want to be the next level version of myself. And in order to become that person, you have to not let any obstacles stand in your way. And in order to not let any obstacles stand in your way, you need to really understand and be in touch with that deeper why. Yeah. And you definitely have to be committed to all the tasks that you need to accomplish in order for you know, you to get there. So when we talk about it from a health and wellness standpoint, if you're trying to get healthy and lower your cholesterol or lower your blood pressure or come off medication for acid reflux or whatever the number of things that we see with clients, if you don't want to be the person that has to take medication, then you have to do different things. You can't live the way you've been living and expect that to change just because you want it to. You actually have to create the lifestyle that or become the person, as you say, that doesn't need to do those things anymore because you've created changes in your food plan or your exercise structure, whatever it may be. I think really what it comes down to at the end of the day, Nicole, is really under being able to understand yourself Mm -hmm. and your needs as a human being in order to, like I say, evolve and, and grow into the person that you're meant to be. Yeah, I think it's a little bit harder but from a nutrition and fitness standpoint because a lot of people don't think this is or at least I've experienced this when I when I talk with consultations and I ask these questions, a lot of the times I will get asked questions back like what does this have to do with me losing 10 pounds? Why do you care what my why is? I just want to look good naked or I just want to fit into my jeans or you know all of those types of goals that we hear literally over and over and over again in our industry. And I always, my response is always, if this is something that you really and truly want, you have to commit to it on a higher level other than it's just because I want to, or it's just because I think it'll make me feel better, or it's just because I'll feel better about myself because I'm a certain size. There's got to be more to it than that for this to be something that you do from now on. I think this, Nicole, I think if there's one thing that I don't like is one thing that I hate is unfulfilled potential. And I don't know if that just goes to my deep why and my, my personal stuff, but Mm -hmm. I, I hate to see people make promises to themselves and not fulfill those promises. You have to approach your goals as I'm signing a contract with myself Mm -hmm. and and I need to, I need to fulfill that because oftentimes what will happen. And Nicole, I think we talked about this on the last episode too, is we, sign a contract with ourselves and then we'll break that contract. And then we feel like shit about ourselves. And then it's just this constant cycle. Yeah. We need to get to a place where we are fulfilling that contract because that is what's going to build and boost self-confidence. Okay. Well, I said, I'm going to eat more protein this week. I'm going to get a hundred grams a day. I'm going to fulfill that. I'm going to do that every single day. I just got a text message this morning. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. I need to reschedule our next session, but I want you to let, I want to let you know that, 
I hit my protein goal every day this week. And I'm like, yeah, great fucking job. Like high five. You're doing awesome. Keep it up. You signed that contract with yourself and you did it. And he was so excited to tell me about it. Yeah. Right. So those are the kind of things that drive me forward as a coach is that you are building self-confidence and you're building awareness of what you're capable, what you're actually capable of doing by fulfilling these contracts to yourself. It reinforces when chaos comes in and shakes things up that you have the confidence and the structure to your lifestyle now to be able to handle that. This is a big one for me. Daron and I have been talking about chaos all week, just per- personally between the two of us, because we've had a lot because of chaos this week going has on. Been chaos. It's been chaos. Um, and chaos is a big thing for me because when things get shaken up and I use the the snow globe um, example all the time when, you know, the snow globes for the holiday season, you shake it up and the snow falls and it sits differently every time. Sometimes in life you have weeks where your snow globe gets not just shook, but it's like there's like a, a heavy like it's shook more than once to the point where you feel like you can't get your feet on the ground. The chaos is out of control and you just feel like it's a shit show and you do you the feel, best you can. You start to feel defeated. Yeah. And you feel like oh, I didn't get my protein in every day or I didn't get all my workouts in. But there's legitimate reasons why like stuff happens during those times. Those are the most important weeks to ask yourself and connect to your deeper why. Because like you said, Daron, you can feel defeated. Those are really fragile moments where you can be like, forget it. It's this is I can't do this and throw, throw your hands up in frustration because you feel so defeated. And I really think that's a big piece to knowing your why. And I also believe in writing your why down and having it kind of visually in the spaces that you live. like. I have my whys written on a piece of paper in my bathroom, like on my bathroom sink, like next to like my makeup bag and stuff. And literally every morning when I got out of the shower, there's four whys written on a piece of paper. And I look talk- at it every day. Do you want to talk about what those whys are? Um, not really, but <laughs> not <laughs> if really? you want me to. OK, I well, so let's go. Here. Yeah, I will. That's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go here. Nicole, you and I talked offline about. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we present our why. So I presented my why. (laughs) So I want to talk about now just for ladies and gentlemen (laughs) listening to this here. It's very hard for me to get past Nicole's (laughs) surface. Why Nicole doesn't know, like, I don't want to talk about my personal shit on the podcast. But to some degree, I also do think that, you know, I'm like, Nicole, you got to give us something here because Mm -hmm. there there is I, I think it's the human connection to our audience is important and them realizing that we all go through the same shit. Yeah. Right. And we all have, have our life experiences. We have shared experiences. We have experiences that are very individualized that are our own. And that is, that's what shapes us and that's what drives us forward. And those are good things. Even if you've had negative things and negative aspects of your life, Uh, that you're not so happy about, you're not so proud of, right? That's still what made you who you are today and what contributes to your why moving forward. And I think it's important for both of us to have that like, hey, regardless of what you you see us on social media, right? You see us on social media, you see us, you hear us on the podcast. We're always happy, go lucky, but we go through shit too. Yeah, absolutely. And we have our own deep why. So Nicole, I want to throw this to you and ask you about, 
your deeper why of into in terms of why you're connected to all the things you are? Well, I'll tell I'll give you my deeper whys that are on written on my in my bathroom. We'll start there because they're they're They are very good. Anyone that if you follow me on social media or you ha- even have known me as a trainer and coach, I always write my goals. I pick a color, a word, and I write my goals on my sneakers. I write them on my um, on notebooks. I write them on my they're on my desktop screen. Like I am a huge visual person. So my deeper wise, I have to see them every day for me to really connect to them. I know what they are, but I can forget about them very quickly. So the color and word has been something I've been doing since I was really young. Um, and I got that through therapy (laughs) of my own when I was trying to get through some difficult times. And so I think it's important for you guys to, to make sure that that's something that you connect to and you have what works best for you, but the whys that I have in my bathroom. Okay. So I have four, I always pick four like words that connect to my whys. One is secure and security for me is really big in terms of, um, being independent as a woman in this world. I don't want to ever have to be dependent on anyone to take care of me. I want to be the person that does that for myself. So that's a big one for me. Because of your lived experiences that you don't want to talk about. No, we'll just stop there. Okay. (laughs) Two is I want to be fit and healthy. And I keep that very broad. I don't really have anything kind of specific with that one, but fit and healthy to me is really important because I can't be independent if I can't, if I'm not healthy and fit myself. And I also feel like um, it's important to be a role model to my clients. I think it is a big deal to live and walk the, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk that we discuss with clients every session. And one of the reasons, one of the driving whys behind why I go to the gym and why I eat healthy is I think to myself, if my clients were watching me right now, would they be proud of me? That's a deeper why for me. I really want them to know that I don't just talk about all this stuff to tell them I am trying to teach them because I live it myself and I believe in it. And that's very important to me. And then the third one is that I want to be able to take care of my family. So I want to be able to. Is that the third one or the fourth one? That's the fourth one. That's the third one. So secure, um, fit and healthy take care of my family, which is basically also my cats just for our listeners. They are my kids. So I want them to have a safe place to live and health and food. And I know it sounds silly, but it's a why for me. It makes me get up in the morning and go to work to know that I can take care of my mom, my dad. If they get sick, that's important to me. And your and your cats and my cats. Yeah, spoken like a spoken like a true cat, lady, true crazy cat lady. (laughs) Um, And then the fourth one is to prove everyone that said I couldn't do things wrong, which I know that's kind of a funky why, but it is kind of along the lines of what Daron was saying earlier about maybe not being the the coolest kid. I definitely was not the coolest kid growing up and I got picked on too. Mine was more because I was in the dance world and I wasn't like a sports kid and I didn't play softball with the girls. And, you know, I did dance and I was called a bunhead and you know, flat chested because I was really skinny and they really picked apart. My body image got really hit hard because of the way I looked as a dancer. Um, And I wanted, I never wanted to feel that way as an adult. I wanted to be a a fit, healthy, secure, 
take care of people, be a great role model type of woman and role model to the people that are in my life so that they can say, if she can do it, I can do it. Or if Nicole can take really crappy things that happened to her in her childhood and life, she can turn it around and do great things. There's really no reason to sit in traumas or bad situations. You can pull yourself out and you can be better. And I want to be the best version of myself for everybody in my life, including my cats. That's some deep shit right there. Yeah, those are my um, deeper wise. I will say kids are just awful. Like growing up and going to school with these <laughs> with kids is just it's it's an awful, it's very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but but it made me who I am. It made me fight harder. It made me ask questions and as to what I wanted to do and how I wanted to be better. So with all due respect, the reason why that's kind of the fourth on the list to prove them wrong is it's really not on the forefront of my why, but it is definitely one of them. So I won't deny that. But it also gives me this fire and drive to just want to be better and, and know that that didn't affect me, that they didn't shake me down, that they didn't get to me, that, that I can still do things. And, you know, you want to use, what is it, Glenda the Good Witch, you want to use your power for good. So if you were take all that and you become angry and resentful and negative, it doesn't do anything for you in your life. So I wanted to turn that to positive and I wanted to instill it in others that you can survive, that you can be better, that you can do more, that it, is, it doesn't have to change your life and make things bad. You can really work and use that energy for good. And it's so important when you're in a health and fitness journey, it's not just about getting the workouts in and hitting your protein goal. It's supposed to be fun. I've said this on so many of our podcasts. It has to be enjoyable. It has to be satisfying. It has to have, you, you have to be excited for the discipline of it. And your mindset has to be really open to the chaos and the changes and the challenges. If you close yourself off and it's negative and you're angry and you let other people's words or thoughts get to you, you can't, you cannot move past that. I just feel like that's what people sit in procrastination and negativity. Every morning when I get out of the shower, and I'm getting ready for work. I look at those things. Sometimes I glance at them. Sometimes I laugh at them. Sometimes I cry at them. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get emotional and think, wow, in a in like a glance of them brushing my teeth, I think, wow, I went from working at like a, a dance. I taught dance when I was young and I always wanted to own my own dance studio. So I have like flashes. I don't know if this ever happened to you, like a flash of a moment where I was a dancer. I wanted my own studio. I got injured. I got into physical therapy. I became a personal trainer. I started lifting weights and I owned my own personal training studio. And in the glimpse of like that moment of brushing my teeth, I think, wow, I really did. I've done some stuff in this world. This ain't so bad. Life's good. Yeah. I did some good things. And you've changed some lives. And I, well, I think that's, well, that's, yeah, you have. And that's the important piece. And I, what I'll say is this, I guess I'll leave us on this note. Finding your why is really important for your fitness journey and your life journey. And you may not have have it figured out now, but I think it's important to really just start the conversation with yourself about, OK, well, why? Why am I the way that I am? Why am I here? Why do I want certain things that I want? And then figuring out how to fulfill those things based on that why. And I think that if you have that deeper why and that de that deeper connection to yourself, 
then you're able to have obstacles come come at you or things that would be excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I you, people tell me this all the time. They throw it in my face because I don't have kids. I don't have children. And they're like, well, they're You don't understand. I, I don't have you don't have children. I didn't have time because of X, Y and Z, because of the kids, because of whatever. And I look at it and I say, I, I really don't care if I don't have children. I still call bullshit because there are plenty of people that have children and work full time jobs. Some work two jobs and go to school and still fit their workouts in and do, you know, whatever it is they need to do because they're connected to their why. Right. I can say, OK, well, you have children and you want your children to have a better life. And that could be part of your why. And that's why you continue to push forward into bettering yourself and improving yourself because you're also setting an example for your children. Right. And some people are connected to that as their why. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is that you have to be so connected to that. Why that any quote unquote excuse that you would have made is going to be irrelevant because you're going to find a way to do what you need to do by any means necessary. And that is, I guess, where we'll leave you with that. And I hope that was helpful and relatable. I think we just really wanted to do an episode based on some of the things that we uh, encountered this week, some of the chaos going on and having to resort back to our why. So we figured we'd do an episode talking about our why and finding your why and If you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, write a review, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week. 